and welcome to Success at Scale. This is the podcast that covers business stories from experienced entrepreneurs, business leaders, startup founders, and so many more on how to translate real business ideas into real business results. So I'm your host, Greg Stein, and I'm here with Mr. Magical. I, I love this guy. You, you are not going to believe how cool this guy is. Mr. Max Borges. He is the founder and president of Max Borges uh, Agency, which to me is the quintessential public relations firm that you need to know. Anyways, without further ado, let's get into it. Max, how are you, buddy? Greg, I'm doing fan-fucking-tastic. Well, there <laughs> you go. after that intro. There you go. Well, you have a book called Fan-Fucking-Tastic, yes? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's right here. How to be fan-fucking-tastic. There it is. So let's start with the first <laughs> question. How do I become fan-fucking-tastic? Because I, I got to get there, man. Oh, well, I mean... And what does that even mean, Max? So, so, you know, the book is really a book of different quotes and philosophies that I've used throughout my life to build what I think is a fan-fucking-tastic life. And, um, you know, one of the first quotes I can share with you is, you got to figure out what you love, figure out what you are great at, and what people will pay for. When you can, when you can figure those three out, and you got to look at it as like three concentric circles, what you love, what you're great at, and what people will pay for. You have to have all three. If you're doing something you love and something you're great at, but there's not a market for it and people won't pay for it, you're going to fail. If you're doing something that you're great at um, and people will pay for it, but you don't really love it, then you're also going to fail because you can only do something you don't love for so long. You're only going to put your heart into it for so long. And so it's important to for everyone to think about this when they're, when they're, going through their careers or where they're going through a life change, whether, whether you're, you're in college or whether you're in high school or whether you're in your thirties or forties or fifties, and you're going through a life change, you got to figure out what meets those three requirements. And when it does, that's your sweet spot. That's when success is really going to come your way and you're really going to win. So you talk about optimism, I believe in your book. Oh, yeah. uh, and being fan fucking tastic, I'm sure is associated with being optimistic. Uh, talk to us about, you know, how, how do you become optimistic when maybe sometimes it's not always an optimistic situation? Oh, man. You know, it, it's it's important, you know, inspiration, motivation, positive attitude. It doesn't always come naturally. You know, I didn't always jump out of bed excited for the day you know, but you have to go out and look for it. You know, um, I remember once I got to meet the amazing Bobby McFerrin, you know, uh, don't worry, be happy. And, and he was, he was speaking to a small group of people and I was there in the room and he said, you know, we put so much time and energy every single day thinking about what we're going to put in our bodies. What are we going to have for breakfast? What kind of coffee are we going to have? What are we going to have for lunch? What do you guys want to have for dinner? We're always thinking about that, but we don't think about what we're going to feed our brains with. And it's very important that we feed our brains with great information, great music, great artwork, great beauty, things that inspire us, things that motivate us, things that are going to help us move forward and do great things and want to be happy and be fan-fucking-tastic. But you have to feed yourself this great stuff every day because if you don't, it's, it's not going to happen all by itself. So feed your mind great stuff every day. 
Let's talk about that. So what what is the thing that you feed or that feeds your mind every day? What's your daily routine? Like? Oh, I, I read every day. For example, before we were on this podcast, I was reading this book, 12 Rules for Life by Jordan Peterson, which is a great book. Um, I read about two books a month, probably 20 to 25 books a year and uh, on all kinds of different subjects, whether it be, you know, personal health, meditation, business, finance, just anything that I find an interesting book in. I'm just constantly looking for new ideas, new ways to, you know, get excited about whatever I'm doing. And, and I've always been, you know, the kind of person who learns as I go along. You know, when I started my business 20 years ago, I didn't know how to do a lot of the things that I was going to need to know how to do as the business grew, because it was, it's a PR agency. I started it by myself as a freelancer. I had one client. I didn't even know it was a business. I thought it was just a job working from home because I couldn't get anybody to hire me for a real job. And that turned into my first client. And so there were a lot of things I didn't know how to do when it came to, you know, hiring people, motivating people, managing people, sales, finance, how to do my accounting, all these kinds of things. And so as each challenge was approaching me, I had to go out and buy a book and read that book, you know, at, on nights and weekends and study, study, study all the time to learn the thing that I was going to need to know so that those things wouldn't become a barrier for me and wouldn't stop me from moving forward. But, you know, a, a lot of what I needed to know to grow my business to where it is now with 50 employees and 50 clients and $10 million in revenue, I didn't know how to do when I first started my business but I learned it along the way. And one of the quotes in my book is life is an open book test. And love that. Um, I love that. it is, it is a test, but it's open book. And a lot of people think, Oh, I'm going to go to college and then I'm ready to take the test of life. And I don't have to open the book anymore, but that's not how life works. Life's an open book test. You actually get to, to look for the answers on the fly when those questions come to you and you don't know the answer go out and buy the book, figure out what it is, learn it and continue on because life is this ongoing, never ending test that you get to cheat on every single day. It's awesome. That's amazing. Um, you know, when you, when you look at all of this, right, like let's, let's rewind to young Max Borges. There was a Max Borges once upon a time that I know that was a musician. That right. young Max Borges, right, has used his level of creativity, uh, I think. I think creativity is is underneath all of this uh, fan-fucking-tasticness. Uh, and, <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, because it, it takes a lot to be creative and be a performer and get out there and get on stage and do all those things, right? There's some analogy there. What do you think? Um, yeah, I, look, I, I've, I've, there's, there's two analogies. Um, that, that I learned from my time in the music, making music and being kind of in the music business. One of them is the show must go on, right? So when, when I was, um, I used to be an engineer running sound for bands or, or um, you know, helping put on shows or putting on events. And you don't call in sick when there's a show, you know, you can be right. dying and you're going to suck it up, whatever it is. You're going to put on your show and then you can go home and die. But the show must go on. And so that show must go on mentality is something that I think really helped me out 
probably irritated people around me <laughs> because it was like, no, we got to do it, man. Like there's no, like the show must go on. We got to get the job done, whatever it is. So I think that was a really important part of, um, of, of building a business and, and having success is making the sacrifices and there's, there's time to suffer later, but now we've got to do the job at hand and become successful and build whatever it is we're building. And when it comes to creativity, um, you know, building a business is very creative and, and you've got to look for, you know, new ideas. And most importantly, it's like, if you're going to do something great, if you're going to write a great song, you've got to write a song that's never been written before. You're not going to write the same song again. That's not great. Yes. Right. And, and if you're going to do something great in business life, you've got to be willing and, and have the courage to do something that's never been done before. And when you do that, you're going to have people who are going to look at that and say, well, if it's such a great idea, why hasn't anybody else done it before? Right. Or, or they're not going to really get the, the, the potential, the vision for your idea and where it can be. And most ideas start just like most songs, you know, when you start, you know, tinkering on your instrument and start writing a song, it's not a hit the first couple notes. I mean, there's a few exceptions. Um, I'm sure the Beatles have written a few songs in 15 minutes that, you know, became incredible songs, but in most cases, a, a great, a great piece of music work starts out as, not such a great piece of work and it just develops into something great. And I think that uh, it's the same thing with business ideas. You know, I remember the first time I heard about Uber and someone says, oh yeah, this person who owns their own car is going to come and pick us up in their car. We're going to, they're going to take us somewhere in their car. I thought that's weird and uncomfortable and a terrible idea. And how's that ever going to go anywhere? You know, but what we didn't know was the full vision, you know, that there'd be this app and that the owners would be rated and you'd be able to follow the car and know exactly when they're going to get to pick you up. And you'd know exactly how many minutes it's going to take to where you're going. And you'd know exactly what the ride was going to cost before you even got in the car. And like all these other parts of it that made it great. The same thing with Airbnb. When someone said to me, oh yeah, Airbnb, you can rent someone's sofa and, 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 and sleep on their sofa. I'm like, stupidest idea I've ever heard in my entire life. But that evolved into an idea that was really incredible and great. And look where it is right now. So, you know, I like to think that all great businesses start as really crappy ideas that then develop and morph into something truly great. So you've got to be willing to accept and to, 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 to ignore the detractors, to believe in yourself and to know that you're going to evolve and turn and turn what you're, what you're making, whether that's the first notes of a song you're writing or the first morsels of a, of a business that you're creating and turn it into something great. Spot on, man. So, all right. We want to be fan fucking tastic. We want to be optimistic, right? We, we've got yep. all these things going for us. Let's talk about when things turn to shit because it happens every once in a while. Right. And this to me, is where your fan fucking tastic really shines, right? You, your optimism really shines, right? There are moments, and and so I'm curious, you know, have you had any moments where things kind of, oh man, it got hairy there for a while, and what did you do about it? Many, and and you know, I think where that you know that's where you have to understand that the road to success, and this sounds you know really cliche, it's 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 a rocky, twisty road. You're going to have ups and downs. And so you have to go into it expecting that there's going to be moments that are really going to suck. 
uh, and and that that's just part of the process. Um, I remember once being in church and hearing a sermon and the priest saying, um, when things are not going your way, when you feel like you're having a problem, it's God's God telling you that he has something he needs you to learn. And for me, that kind of changed everything because it was like, oh, this isn't a problem. This is just me not knowing how to do something. And if I knew how to do it, I wouldn't have this problem right now. I would have been able to avoid the problem. I'd be able to solve the problem. So I just have to learn something. So it goes back to, you know, going back and reading the book or going to, you know, my mentors. I've always had mentors and surrounded myself with people who are smarter than me and, and had people who I admire, who I could call on the phone <clears throat> and ask them and, and say, hey, look, here's a problem I'm going through. Have you ever been through anything like this before? Can you help me? And you've got to surround yourself with people smarter than you. You've got to have mentors. And there's so many people out there that are willing and, and able to help you out who have been successful and they want to give back. And all you got to do is ask and they'll help you. So I think that to, you know, to get through those tough times, it's just important to have that knowledge that you're going to go through them, that they're part of the process, that it's part of learning and becoming a better and stronger and more capable and, uh, person. Um, and, and, and you've got to have the resources around you to, to help you navigate them so that you can, you can get over them. But, um, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to, you've got to plow through and have that faith that you will overcome because that will get you through. I love it. So, you know, speaking, let's stay on this thread for one second. You know, it's a time of uncertainty, right? And people don't know what's going on. People don't know what to expect. Before you and I were talking just a little bit about, you know, working from home versus working in the office, as an example, one of these struggles or questions that people have, you know, how have you found yourself navigating through this, this time of uncertainty? Hasn't been easy. You know, um, when we first went into lockdown and, uh, my management team came to me and said, uh, you know, we think that, uh, you know, this coming Friday should be the last day anybody works in the office. Um, you know, I was almost in a panic because, you know, 50 employees all working from home. I, I didn't really understand, um, how to manage that kind of thing. I'd never managed a business via zoom and email and, um, and not be able to like see and talk to in person, um, my team every single day. And so, you know, it, it, um, it, it, it wasn't easy. I, I don't know that I have a really good <laughs> advice to tell you how I made it through that, but it just, over time, what happened was, you know, I, I, I had to kind of suck it up and believe that everybody was going to go into this with good intention, that people were going to work hard, that people were going to stay focused on business, that people wanted to do the right thing, that people weren't going to be lazy and watching TV all day, that, uh, that people were going to get the work done. And, and it was actually even more than that. They, they really surprised me. Everybody surprised me. People worked harder than it, they've ever worked before. Um, we've since had to find ways to help people cut off because they, the, the problem with people working from home is they didn't know when to stop working. And so people were working these crazy, crazy hours and didn't know how to shut down. So we had to put some rules in place about what time of night you can, you know, text or email your, your colleagues so that people had some downtime and had balance in their life 
So kind of the, you know, the opposite problem is, is what we had, um, you know, fortunately, and, and that was, you know, not too hard to solve. So, you know, we solve for that. And, and today we're still 100% remote and, uh, the business is growing. We've hired a number of employees just over the past few months. Um, and everything is, is going fantastically well. Thank God. And fucking fantastic. There it is again. Fan I love it. Fantastic. I love it. So, so, all right. So let's go back to success, right? So how do you track and measure success? Cause I'm telling you, man, it's not easy when you're in the trenches, you can't see the woods from the trees. Like how are you looking around, you know, measuring success for Max Borges agency or yourself personally? You know, I measure it by just, am I happy? If I'm happy, then I'm successful. Right and, there. and ultimately that's, that's all I want to be is happy and having fun, you know, every day. Um, you know, I think it was Steve jobs who said in his famous, uh, uh, speech that, you know, if too many days go by that, um, that you're not happy and having fun, then maybe you should think about, you know, what you're doing. Um, I definitely think about my life exactly that way. You know, I want to get up in the morning and and feel like I'm I'm excited about the day I have ahead of me and the work that I have ahead of me and the things that I get to do, not have to do. You know, I think of my life in those terms. It's like I get to do this, not I have to do this. And and um and I and I consider myself very lucky that I get to do what I do every day and and have the balance in my life that I have. So you know, success. The way I define success is you know not just one thing like financial success, it's really have being able to have, because anybody can have financial success at the expense of everything else in their life. Yeah. But if you can have financial success and have a great marriage and have a great relationship with your children and be physically healthy and strong, um, and, and just have, have great, you know, have a good spiritual life just have all those different things, have all the you know friends that you want. Um, if you can have that kind of balance, I think that's really the ultimate success. And I think that's important. And that requires effort across everything that you do, right? Because a lot of people, they plan their work day, but they don't plan their marriage. They don't plan the time they're going to spend with their kids. They don't plan the time that they're going to spend, you know, having fun or their spiritual. And I think it's important that you're planning everything in your life so that you can ensure not just a successful business or a career, but a successful, you know, family life and a successful, you know, friendships and, and successful health and, you know, those kinds of things. Well, what's, what's great about everything you're saying is, uh, it's not bullshit. It's real. I've watched you, uh, as a friend, uh, and, and a business partner over the course of many years do exactly what you're saying. And, and I, I just absolutely love hearing you say that because you, you put your money where your mouth is on this one. It's pretty awesome. Thanks, um, Rick. Let, let's talk about this. What's the best compliment you've ever had? Is there, is there somebody that, that really, you know, sticks out in your mind as like, wow, I can't believe they just said that to me. Wow. Um, you know, <laughs> interestingly enough, one of the quotes that I have in my book is never trust a compliment. And, and the, I love it. the, the, and that kind of goes back to this concept of personal responsibility. Um, you know, I, I feel that 
everything that happens in my life is my fault. Everything. I take responsibility for everything that happens in my fault, the good, the bad, whether I really had complete control of it, control over it or not. You know, I, the way I think about it is if I go, if I leave my house and I get my car and I drive down the street and somebody crashes in today, that was my fault. Why? Because I chose to get in my car and take that risk and somebody hit me, right? So by taking that full responsibility, then you take greater control over everything that happens in your life. And when it comes to, um, you know, compliments and being able to um, improve yourself, I think that people are more likely to be honest when they're criticizing you than when they're complimenting you. Um, There's plenty of times where we feel like it's a nice thing to do is to give somebody a compliment, Um, but it's never a nice thing to do to give somebody a criticism. So actually it is because it's, it's, it's the best thing that you can do is surround yourself with people who will be honest with you and say, Hey, uh, Max, you know, that, you know, that shirt you're wearing, it's really doesn't work for you, but <laughs> you know, right, but nobody exactly. ever does that, you know? Right. Well, some do, some and, do. <laughs> and, well, your, your good friends, your good friends are the ones that are, that will tell you the truth. And you can have that kind of relationship with them where, where, you trust them and they trust you and you guys can be very, very honest with each other so that you can make each other better. Um, and so, you know, I don't really hang on to or think a whole lot about compliments because I'm always very skeptical of compliments <laughs> and, uh, and appreciate all the nice things that you've, you've said about me here today. All right. I got a couple I, that are not so nice. You're fine. No, I'm okay. Just okay. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, but, no, but, uh, you know, it's interesting though. You, you do talk about relationships. There was a key word that you mentioned in their relationships. And to me, that's something that's, that's very important in a business life. And I want to kind of frame this around, let's say that somebody listening right now is somebody who is just getting started in their career. I'm kind of curious, not only on relationships, but also just in a broader sense, what kind of practical advice would you give someone that's starting in their career right now? Um, Well, there's a few things. One, I think that it goes back to something I said earlier about finding what you love, what you're great at, and what there's a market for. I think you really have to make sure that the career path you're choosing fits in those three circles, because if it doesn't, you may be going down a a road that you're going to regret. So um, it's important to always be on that quest for for something that that meets that that criteria. Um, And Oh God, I mean, there's just so many different things. And my book has 120 different quotes. And I think every single one of them is good for somebody starting out in, in their career. There you go. Let's just plug but, the book. But, How to be um, fan-fucking-tastic right there. But, Max yeah, um, <laughs> You know, I understand that, um, that learning and growing is not just something that you do in high school and, and college. It's something that you do for the rest of your life. And you have to always be curious and seeking knowledge and, and know that, you know, like everything is not rocket science, that most things are not rocket science. You can learn most of the things I was just talking with my daughter yesterday about this exact topic and said, you know, that she's 17 years old and said, you know, the job that you're going to do one day probably hasn't even been invented yet, probably doesn't even exist right now. And you're going to do something that, that you're going to go to 
you're going to go to college and you're going to learn how to do a lot of things. And you're going to learn about a lot of things that probably have nothing to do with the job you're ultimately going to do. So the job you're ultimately going to do, you're going to have to learn everything about it on your own. And, and that's just how, how life is, you know, um, you know, you're probably doing something now, Greg, that you had no clue you were going to be doing, you know, 20 years ago. (laughs) And, and who knows if that, you know, that job that you're doing even existed then. Right. But you've learned every step of the way and everything that you've done in your life has led you to have the ability to do this great thing that you're doing now. Um, and I think that's, that's kind of how, how life works is, uh, you know, through our learning and through our experiences, we develop a unique set of skills that uniquely qualifies us to do a job that hopefully is going to be super fulfilling and we can be successful at, and that nobody else can do quite like you can. Uh, spot on. So one thing we haven't talked about. So, you know, I, I told you before, most of these podcasts, they drive me up a wall because I listen and it's all this self-serving stuff. But now is the moment where we should be self-serving a little bit for Max Borges Agency uh, because we haven't talked about it all. What is Max Borges Agency? What do you guys do? And and uh, what makes Max Borges Agency the best? Yeah. So we're a public relations agency that works exclusively with consumer technology and lifestyle companies. So if you make a a cool electronic gadget, if you go to CES um, to promote your products, you know, that's probably a good, good fit for us. Um, I think what makes us the best is that we're really the only agency in the country um, of our size that is focused uh, to the level that we're focused on, um, consumer technology and lifestyle products. And so what what that does is it allows us to be the best at one thing instead of trying to be good at a lot of things. And this is the problem with, I think, a lot of, whether it's PR agencies or ad agencies or accounting firms or law firms, is they want to, they, they the strategy is if we can just do a lot of different things, then the market is going to be bigger and we're going to be more successful. But that's actually the opposite of what's right. Because what happens is you just end up being mediocre at a lot of things and and just maybe through relationships or whatever, you're getting some clients and you're making some money, but you're not going to be able to really scale your business to the size that you want to because there's too much complexity. You're doing something completely different every single day. You're not developing the expertise in any one area that allows you to one day be able to say, Hey, we're the best at doing this one thing. Um, you know, ever, I saw a, uh, uh, a billboard for a law firm that, that, that's, I can't remember exactly what it said, but they only represent men in, a, in, in uh, divorces. And I thought, okay, that's an interesting niche, you know, right. like they're, if, if if I'm never going to need a divorce, but if I did, that would be the whole offer I would go to because I feel like they know their shit when it comes to representing men in a, in a, in a divorce. So I thought, you know, that was, that was interesting. So, um, you know, this is something that I learned at the very beginning of my business when I was actually doing a variety of different things, but I kept reading three different books. And one was um, Good to Great by Jim Collins. One was uh, Jack Welch's Straight from the Gut. It was his uh, autobiography. And, uh, and, and Rockefeller Habits by Vern Harnish. And those three books had a similar message. And that was figure out what you can be the best at and focus on that and just have a laser focus. 
And so um, we decided back in 2007 that we were just going to focus on consumer technology and media relations for consumer technology. So essentially getting companies' products into newspapers, magazines, on websites, onto TV shows, um, getting editorial coverage for them. And over time, we got better and better and better at it because it's all we did. And that allowed us to become the best. And we grew from, you know, when I decided to become 100% focused, we had 10 employees, you know, today we had, we have 50 employees and, um, and, you know, we have a reputation as being, being the best because it's, it's all we do. You know, I would argue that uh, having worked with Max Borges agency, uh, I would argue that you guys are not only the best, but you guys, uh, and I'm not just giving you that lame ass compliment. I'm, I'm suggesting that, uh, my experience says you guys actually get under the hood and figure out what's going to drive the business forward from a PR perspective, right? And and for me, that's always been incredibly valuable. So I'll say thank you. How's that? Yeah, uh, you're, um, you're welcome. And thank you for the compliment. Of course. Well, it's not a compliment. Be careful. Um, <laughs> here's the thing. Um, uh, I have one, one more question for you. What is the one thing that we haven't talked to, about today or you wish that I asked you? Um, and if I asked you that question, how would you answer it? Hmm. Um, wow, I wasn't ready for this question. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me take a quick glance here in my book and see if there's something um, See, ladies and gentlemen he is cheating on the test of life and he I, loves it and, and it's damn <laughs> fucking fantastic right there um you, you know one of the things that i um that i talk about a lot and, and that's in my book is it, it's the little it's the little fears that stop us from doing the little things and it's a lot of little things that lead to success right and so um little fears are much worse than big fears, right? A big fear might be, uh, you know, fear of heights. But if you've got fear of heights, you know, what do you do? You confront it. You go, oh, you know what? I'm going to confront this fear. I'm going to jump out of an airplane. And you confront it and you're scared of shit, but you jump out of the airplane and you feel great about yourself because you confronted this big fear. But that's easy because you know what the fear is. You think about jumping out of an air- airplane and you feel this feeling of, 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 of terror. But the little fears... They don't, the, these are fears that manifest themselves as uh, a lack of motivation. You just don't feel like doing something. You don't pick up the phone and make that phone call that you should be making to connect with somebody, to get some advice, to um, get a client, to um, you know, start a business, to, to learn something, whatever it is. You don't, you don't take the step to go and read a book about something because it, it, the fear of failure or the feel or fear of rejection um, manifests itself as demotivation. And so you don't, and it's, and it's very subtle. It's very subtle. And so you don't even notice that you're not taking the steps in your life. You just feel like, yeah, I just don't feel like doing it. And so it's really important to become hypersensitive to these very like micro forces that are pushing us back and lean into them and say, you know what, I'm going to do it because I think I might feel a little bit nervous or scared about it. I'm going to do it because I feel like um, I don't have the motivation and something is pushing me back. And so learning to become more sensitive to these things and then 
developing the habit of just leaning into that wind uh, on a regular basis can have a massive impact on your life because suddenly you start doing these little things all the time that start having massive effects on the success in your life. Spot on, Max. Well, listen, uh, I got to tell you, we're, we're running out of time here. I, I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule because you are one busy dude. I mean, you might have 50 employees, but you probably have a billion different companies and clients and everything that you're dealing with. So thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to join us with Triple G Success at Scale. Uh, definitely, please, if you're listening, like, share, subscribe, do all that crazy social media stuff. And uh, thanks so much for listening. Until we talk next, go out there and be successful. Be fan-fucking-tastic, as Max would say. And thanks for listening. Peace. Peace.